Welcome to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name is Jeremy. My name's Adam. This is going to be really difficult. Where am I supposed to look? I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at you dead in the eyes, and it's very odd. Welcome to our special edition, where it's all live and filmed. And I did the intro, so that means something special is happening. So we're actually not going to talk about a comic book this no, week, or right now. Not at all. We're going to talk about X-Men First Class... The Days of Future Past. Days of Futures Past. Now, when did you send me that article, Adam? Oh, I have no idea. A oh. uh, couple couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. It was a couple of weeks ago you sent me the article, and just on the name alone, I was like, you know what, I bet you we could do an entire podcast just on that name. Uh, so here we are doing yeah. that. So to catch everybody up, we do a podcast based on the comic books. Uh, you should check that out if you're watching this on YouTube and haven't actually checked out the podcast yet. Um uh, and last year, two years ago, when did when did X Men First Class come out? Last year, I think. Last was it last year? Yeah, because we started the podcast last year. Okay, so yeah, First Class kind of came out in tandem with our podcast. We called Fox and kind of arranged that. <laughs> <laughs> they were very amenable to it. I was I was quite shocked. But anyways, uh, so we did a review of the preview. So I guess it would be a review of the pre so a preview basically of the movie and our anticipations and expectations. Expectations. X. Expectations. We should rename this portion of the podcast to Expectations <laughs> and then Letdowns. Um, <laughs> that's the follow-up. Uh, and then we did a review of the movie. Now, let's just kind of recap, because I don't really remember uh, how that episode went. Okay. I recall, and I'm talking about the, uh, the review of the movie, because I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, yeah, you guys didn't like First Class at all. Really? And I was like, I recall kind of liking it yeah i thought we summation some of our some in summation we decided we liked it yeah i think we were very nitpicky but that was just for fun. well that's 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 what we do that's what we do exactly <laughs> so um let's let's see if we can recall from the top of our heads who the characters were so you had you had professor x magneto had magneto mystique havoc havoc beast Mm-hmm. Husk? No. Oh. There was some goofy mutant in there that... I think she died right away. Well, who was the black mutant that died right away? Um, Darwin. Darwin. Oh, okay. And he was from... Actually, he was from Deadly Genesis. I don't know if yes. you ever saw that. Okay. Anyways. Uh, well, not in this continuity, well, yeah, but Not whatever. in this continuity. I've never read Deadly Genesis, but... Oh. In 10 years, we'll probably get there. <laughs> it's probably going to be longer than that. Um... <laughs> It, it goes back to Giant Size X-Men number one. I know all about Deadly Genesis, but okay. I, I actually have a hardbound copy of the whole series. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Gotcha. So at the end of first class, who was left on the X-Men? Um, I, everybody we just mentioned, Beast, Havoc, uh, Banshee. Banshee was in there. Um, Mystique went with Magneto. And Magneto left, of course. Or Moira McTaggart was there right uh, and then did um the hellfire club did they live did the white queen go with magneto or yeah, the she white queen the magneto showed up in her cell and uh saved oh, made her. her a deal or something yeah so okay. she's now a part of them a part of the brotherhood of evil mutants she was in her diamond form and i guess hanging out in that way for some reason okay so that's if they continue with the first class um 
um, continuity that they've started. They'll probably use those mutants. They'll probably add a couple of newer mutants or different mutants. And then the X-Men will probably be remain the same people, but they'll probably add a couple more. Right. Right. Um, and I think we've established that First Class exists in the same universe as X-Men, X-2, and X-Men 3. I like to pretend it doesn't, though, but hey, you know. <laughs> so theoretically, you're not going to see a Wolverine in, in X-Men Although, First Class, unless there's another cameo. Hugh Jackson has said he would like to reprise his role. I'm sure he would. <laughs> I'm sure he's made lots and lots of money <laughs> off of that. I would be Wolverine at a party if it pays the same amount of money. Speaking of Wolverine, they're shooting Wolverine 2 right now. That's right. Any idea what the title on that is? I think that was announced. It takes place in Japan. Yeah. That's all I know. So. So it might be the the limited series. The get, Frank Miller limited series. Okay. Right. Which the cool. original five, four or five part series. Yeah. Yeah. That could be cool. Or maybe it's Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Doubt it. No. <laughs> Kitty Pride showed up in X3, so yeah, that, would, that she... would totally destroy any continuity that they feel like. Although Wolverine Origins kind of blew the continuity away in the first place. Yeah, and we could get all into that if we really wanted to, but we're going to keep our conversation to first class, Days of Futures Past. Now that we're kind of caught up to where we left off, what do you know about Days of Futures Past? Have you read the cycle? Uh, yes, a long time ago. Okay. I uh, can't really remember it all that well. Okay. I know that it involves um, Jean's daughter. Uh, what's her name? Rachel. Rachel Summers. And uh, obviously Scott's daughter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. And then there's that classic cover with, uh, uh, is it Kitty and Wolverine on the cover with all the X-Men crossed out? Mm-hmm. And then the the follow up cover is X or Wolverine being obliterated by, by a Sentinel. By yes. a Sentinel, and it involves Nimrod, right? No, no, no. Okay. So, interestingly enough, with all of the, uh, I was looking into this with all of the X Men stories they've released, they've added and retconned, and you know they'll re- revisit the the storyline and such. Days of Futures Past exists solely within X Men one forty one and one forty two, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no follow-up well there is a follow-up they did days of future present it's called days of futures present though and i don't know what that (laughs) is nor do i care it's not days of futures past but like for example if they were to put together a trade paperback version of days of futures past it would only contain those two issues because they didn't follow it up with anything within that continuity unless days of future present is that i don't know what days of future present is but it comes much much later it's probably horrible (laughs) (laughs) there was a god loves man kills too as well was there i have not read that um, so anyways, uh, it, it exists onto itself, which I think is kind of neat. Like it, it seems to be like one of those stories that came out and everybody was like, that's a really good story. Nobody's worthy of like touching upon it. It was probably Chris Claremont who did days of future present. I'm betting. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we could have looked into that. I this suppose. was popular. I'm going to do it again. We're going to do days of futures past the end. Uh, so couple of things that i wanted to statistically bring up before we go kind of into the story when i started collecting uh x-men it was around issue 216 okay which was about 1988 or 1989 so recently i flipped to the back of uh, x-men 216 because you know how they would have the comic book sales in there like mm-hmm. you could buy back issues from like mile high comics and i don't know some other companies i can't westfield remember. westfield or... was in there yep which is based in madison by the way um it listed issue 141 listed for $8.50 and 
142 listed for five dollars and in 1988 i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> who could ever afford that <laughs> so i never bought them and subsequently i don't own them i'm sorry yeah it's okay now if you go on to ebay today or actually as of a couple of months ago uh in august 2012 issue 141 in near mint condition was running for 75 dollars Wow. Now, if you had it graded in like the box with the number and everything, and it was like a 9.6 or above, it was hundreds. Which is ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. Issue 142 in near mint condition, $50, and then way more if it's in that 9.4 to 9.8 range. So there you go. If you could go back in time, you could you could invest in X-Men Days of Future Past comics, <laughs> and you would have a lot of money today. Yeah, well... You, you would know. have had to buy a lot of them, but but still, at five bucks a piece, come on. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so to, uh, so issue, issue 141 is interesting. Some of the things that you mentioned are correct. Uh, Kitty Pride is in there. A girl named Rachel is in there, but they never say it's Rachel Summers. But it is, right? It is, but we don't know that. They never actually talk about that in the story. So I don't know if that was Chris Claremont like setting up a future story or if he just got lucky. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just Rachel, and she doesn't look like Rachel Summers of any other time. She's got is she a mutant? Yeah, but she's the one that does the time transfer. Who? Puts, oh, uh, by the way, spoilers. Who puts Kitty Pride's old brain into Kitty Pride's young brain? Correct. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, and I'm not. We're not here to do a review of those comic books, but uh, it's a futuristic dystopian future, and it's really cool. Uh, I hadn't. I reread it just to do this podcast, and I hadn't. I did not you did not? Nope. You should have, Adam. Well, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. We're not actually reviewing the comic. I just wanted to be caught up so I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> hey, I love not knowing what I'm talking about. That's what I'm all about. But there's uh, the whole thing. There's like four establishing panels that really set up this world. The Sentinels have taken over. There's two classes of people. There's the mutants who are being hunted. Three classes. There's the mutants that are being hunted, the mutants that have been captured, which are basically doing slave work for the Sentinels, and then the humans who are just caught in the middle, who live underground because basically everything's destroyed because Mm -hmm. the Sentinels have waged war against the mutants and the mutants have fought back and everything's destroyed. So much so that as uh, Kitty Pride and Wolverine meet up with each other, they take a bus, but the bus is horse-drawn. <laughs> it's really cool, you know? I was like, what a, what a neat idea. Like, it's, like, there's no oil, there's no gas, everything's broken, and they, they're riding around on horse-drawn buses. I thought that was kind of a neat. It's just one panel. They don't even really address it much. And then they go off and, and uh, do their plot, which is they have to get to the... The Sentinels have taken over the Baxter building, and that's where their central nervous system is or something and the plot is that the x-men are going to do one of two things or both they're either going to destroy the central area to prevent future damage but they're also going to send kitty back to prevent the uh killing of senator kelly which adds another wrinkle into it because in x-men one senator kelly was turned into a mutant, and then died. So it won't be Senator Kelly. Well, it could be, because First Class theoretically takes place prior to X-Men. How long can you be a senator? Oh, my gosh. Strom Thurmond was a senator <laughs> since, uh, like, uh, 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 segregation. 
Okay. <laughs> He's dead now, but he was a senator for like 70 years or something, maybe 50. Anyways, yeah, you can be a senator for a long time. So he would be a very young senator. Could be. Could be. Newly appointed Senator Kelly. Yeah, with his mutant agenda. So that could work. Although we know that he makes it, which would kind of kill the uh, suspense. Right. Well, and in the comic book, spoilers, Kitty Pride ultimately succeeds in her mission and is able to um, prevent the assassination of Senator Kelly, which was done by the very first appearance of the Second Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, <laughs> formed by Mystique. Uh, earlier in the issue, Mystique frees the blob, and that's and then they, we get introduced to Pyro and Avalanche and Destiny. There was a rumor that there was going to be a... Um Something to do with uh, President Kennedy's assassination having to do with Magneto having controlled the magic bullet. Maybe they'll tie that into it. Hmm. Interesting. So that's kind of what I wanted to speculate about. It's like, what, <laughs> given all of that, what I said, and none of most of that can't happen based on other continuities that they've done and characters that they've either not introduced, killed, or, right. or aren't born yet. So there will be no Kitty Pride. There won't be a Kitty Pride unless unless future Kitty Pride transfers her brain into some other character. Now, one thing that this does set up an explanation for this is a this is a really nerdy tidbit, <laughs> but it's worth bringing up. At the beginning of X Men Three, they're in the Danger Room fighting, and you see a giant Sentinel head fall down, and then right. Wolverine walks out from somewhere, and they don't they don't address it. And when they first showed that scene, I was like, oh, finally, we're going to have Sentinels. And then we got X-Men 3. <laughs> no Sentinels. But that didn't make any sense. It's like, why are they battling Sentinels whom they've never met in the Danger Room? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. This could lend some sense to it. Or perhaps I'm overanalyzing it. I'm still going to maintain that those movies don't connect to each other. <laughs> okay, but I think I read something somewhere where they said... Like, I know they do. They're but... loosely connected with one another. Yeah, they are. But whatever. Okay. So given all of that, what do you think? Predictions? Thoughts? Ideas? I think they'll definitely tie the Kennedy assassination into it. Okay. Because that's historically interesting. So Senator Kennedy could be the Kelly, but they need to prevent the death of. Yeah, maybe this will be a whole alternate timeline thing. So maybe it's that they need to. Maybe they don't succeed. Maybe Magneto's trying to prevent the death of Senator Kennedy for some reason, (laughs) and the X Men have to make sure that he's dead. (laughs) Oh, when Kennedy lived, he signed off on the bill to create the Sentinels. X Men, you must (laughs) must die. So it's the X-Men that killed Kennedy. <laughs> that could happen. So then you would have um, Magneto, Mystique, White Queen. Who isn't? The, is she the White Queen yet, or is she just Emma Frost? She's probably just Emma Frost. I think they might have... Redre- uh, they uh, um, Sebastian Shaw referred to her at one point as my White Queen, I think, mm-hmm. in the first class. But I don't think she uses... I think she's just Emma Frost, because... Go over there, the White Queen, and take out Cyclops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it doesn't seem to work very well. Uh, okay, any other thoughts, predictions, ideas of how it could work? Um, I like the idea of introducing Rachel Summers. 
But how would that work? That doesn't even... Oh, yeah, there's that, nothing any there that, that makes any sense whatsoever. Well, no, she would be from the future. They just wouldn't know who she was related to. Yeah, but they wouldn't. she wouldn't be related to anybody. No, she wouldn't. Old Cyclops well, she, and... She's from the future, though. So she could be after X3. But Cyclops and Marvel Girl are dead. Oh, that's right. All right. Not only that... Well, you know, nobody's ever dead. It would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a stretch. I think comic book fans could get behind that and be like, yeah! <laughs> There's going to be an X-Men 4 where Cyclops didn't actually die. <laughs> But I think viewers would be like, what? <laughs> I, no, I think viewers would probably have forgotten what happened in X3, and they'd just be like, okay, somebody named Rachel Summers. Whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. that doesn't connect at all. But so does Havoc connect at all? Is he Alex Summers in well, Yeah, I think class? so. But he he's like, now Scott Summers' is older brother. Like, really older brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, 30 years apart older brother. Hmm. Okay, so you have a out of time Rachel Summers, and uh, or just Rachel. Maybe they don't even address. It. Yeah, they could just be. Someone maybe maybe they don't Rachel. even use Rachel. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is the power in um, that Rachel uses? So in, in the comics line, afterwards she's a she's basically Phoenix Light, right? Right. She can. She's got telepathic powers and um, uh, tele telekinesis powers, etc., uh, and a little bit of the Phoenix Force. In this, she just she she does like a mind transference where she transfers old kitty to young kitty, but they they don't explain how or why this is even possible, and why aren't they just doing that? I mean, have you watched this uh, show called Continuum? No, it's a show based out of Canada, and uh, they accidentally uh, through circumstances that are irrelevant transfer themselves from this dystopian future into the 2000s or now to 2012 2013 time frame uh and they're like this is awesome so they're trying to like fix the future but they're bad guys so they're doing it in like like terrorist sort of ways i mean ultimately they want like a free future but they're going about it with terroristic ways <laughs> and then they've got kind of this corporate cop that followed them uh through the time transfer and she's like no i need my my type of where i'm from where she's corporate run and everything so it's kind of like the opposite of what you would expect uh and i'm not sure where the show is going to go but anyways uh the bad guys that are trying to change the future are kind of like maybe we could just hang out here i mean by the time that whole thing happens with the corporations and stuff we're gonna be dead yeah <laughs> so let's live out of- so my question is why isn't rachel just like okay old peter you get to go to young peter's body okay cyclops you get to go to young cyclops okay now i'm gonna do myself and then she falls over and then they just like you know the young x-men are like what the hell's going on and then the old ones are like yeah they had their time it's our time now Hmm. series over (laughs) they're like this x-men stuff they all retire go find some island hang out do you think that's gonna happen no (laughs) <laughs> okay well not at all uh i would think if anything they would transfer mystique old mystique into young mystique's body why would they do that because she's the strongest female character in the series thus far but she's not a good guy no but she doesn't doesn't have to be she she's conflicted i mean uh... in the first movie she was kind of good kind of bad so maybe she's still friends with professor x Maybe they they avoid all of that, and they don't even send an X-Men back. They send an evil mutant back to make sure yeah. that the job is done well. But regardless, you're going to see the future dystopian sentinels controlling everything. 
I hope kind so. of in flashback and maybe you have some old X-Men and young X-Men and you're cutting back and forth. That's where uh, hope, Hugh Jackman would come in. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's go get him. Yeah. In 141-142, he was the general of the Canadian Mutant Resistance Force front. Oh, that's what they're trying to stop in the comic books. So all of this is happening on the continent of North America, and Canada's been like, ah, stay down there. We don't want your anti-mutant stuff. And the Sentinels reason that the only way that they can fulfill their mission is if they expand to the entire world. Hmm. Uh, and Russia and Europe are like, no, you keep them Sentinels over there. Uh, if you if they come over here, we're going to nuke you. And then, of course, our automated systems would nuke them back. And so that's what they're trying to prevent in the future is that attack from happening. Hmm. Crazy. So there will definitely be Sentinels. Yes. Hopefully. I hope. And hopefully they're not stupid. Well, you know, <laughs> technology's come a long way. <laughs> that's true. They could do some pretty cool CGI Sentinels. So then Nimrod, he doesn't show up in Days of Futures Past. He shows up later. Okay. Um I'm not exactly sure. So, listeners of the podcast... Is there a Master Mold in the Days of Future Past? No. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't remember. Probably is. There's always a Master Mold wherever there's Sentinels. So, I'm, right. I'm sure there's a scene in the comic book of Master Mold pumping out more Sentinels. Maybe that's what they're showing, shutting down in the Baxter building. It was a month ago when I read this, so all the <laughs> details are kind of mixing up. Um. All right. What else we got on this? Hmm. Guest appearance by the Fantastic Four? No. Uh, well, Franklin <laughs> Richards is Rachel's uh, boyfriend. Really? In Days of Futures Past. And I think he's the first one that's killed by a Sentinel. But I don't think they've introduced a Franklin Richards in the Fantastic Four series. What would be really cool is if they did that classic scene of Wolverine getting shot by the Sentinel. Getting disintegrated as his claws are forward? Yeah. They could do that. It's all future. Yeah. Yeah. That could be Hugh Jackman's... Cameo. His only cameo is he's like, I'll save you, zap! <laughs> hey, thank you, Hugh. Uh, when I said reprise my role, I was kind of <laughs> thinking maybe I could do a little bit more. No. Although, he's probably producing the movie at this point, so yeah. he can probably do whatever he wants to. This is just going to be all me. Now, do you think this I'm will be... I'm going to come back in the fast. Because I think they're planning on doing a trilogy. Do you think this will just be... A two, not not like the X-Men first class trilogy. Oh, okay. So do you think this will end with a cliffhanger and sort of the way X2 ended with Jean Grey dead? Which wasn't really a cliffhanger, but was definitely... It set up the next movie. Right. Um, I would... They'll do that, yeah. So this Certainly. might this might not even end. Oh, no, I... Well, I don't know. I, I haven't read minds or scripts or anything <laughs> like that, but... I would say if it was my movie, and it's not, <laughs> and I don't know anything about movies, but I would end like all the other movies. Like it would have a beginning, middle, and end mm-hmm. with a something. I don't know what other storyline they would want to cover, but like a hint towards that. I would, like a two-parter with like, you know, the X-Men on the poster and then like a to-be-continued, like Back to the Future 2 mm-hmm. style. No, I wouldn't like that. I think that would be dumb. What um what's what's the third story going to be? That's a good question. What's left? Well, what are some of the big storylines that haven't been covered yet? Extinction agenda. 
No. <laughs> I was talking to a guy the other day, and we're, he was like, I don't know, how, he he like picked me out of a crowd, and he's like, so, you read all The Walking Deads? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> How'd you think of 100? And I was like, ah, oh, la la la, but what, I haven't read it yet. You know, anyways, but that was, so then we started talking about comic books and X-Men, and um, we got onto the topic of Extinction Agenda, and I said, what was that about? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, nobody knows. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it was about. Do you? Okay. I, it was about, uh, they'd been building up this Genosha storyline. Yeah. And it was about everybody in the X-Men getting kidnapped and uh, Genosha becoming the slave state for mutants and getting... Again? Their minds wiped and... What do you mean again? When did that happen? Well, the Genosha storyline originally started... That's what they could do next is the Genosha storyline. After the X-Men die mm -hmm. in Fall of the Mutants, they go to Australia. And in Australia, it, the book gets really bad for a little <laughs> bit. There's like a five-issue lull where maybe Claremont was like, I don't know what to do next because it's not like they can meet up with um, Freedom Force or... or um, the Marauders or anybody right. like that because everybody thinks they're dead. So he had to invent new enemies for them to fight in Australia. And then eventually they came up with a Genosha storyline in like 231, 232 time frame. And we were introduced to the idea of a slave, mutant slave colony right. on this island of Genosha. So they didn't, I don't remember. That's kind of where I wasn't collecting. So well, I think Extinction Agenda was the culmination of the Genosha storyline. Yeah, but it's where we first get Cameron Hodge as the giant weird guy. No, he was the giant weird guy in X Factor, like twenty one or something. Okay, well, he was the main villain in. Yeah, I, I do in, actually uh, recall that. So he like no, he in in X Factor he wasn't he still human? He was the X Factor's uh, like. Financier. Yeah, financier. Well, no, he was... He was uh, working for Warren Worthington. Yes, he was like the money guy. Yeah, but it, he culminated into a very bad guy. Right. And then he was a robot. And then he was like <laughs> weird and insane and... Yeah, but that happened towards... That happened X-Factor 2122 time frame. Okay. And then he was the main villain in New Mutants Fall of the Mutants, I think. Really? He had the smiley face guys. Okay. I don't think the New Mutants fought him, but they fought his smiley face guys. Hmm. I might be getting that mixed up. And then Cypher died. Well, I think Doug in... Ramsey. But anyways, yeah, but he was the main villain for... Um, Extinction Agenda. Extinction Agenda. Which would make sense, because he was a human, so he would have gone off to Genosha. And, they'd and that's... Like, You're awesome. That's where Storm becomes an adult again. Wow. Yeah, that's a, there's a whole chunk. <laughs> well, there's all sorts of stuff going on that I was in and out of. But the extinction agenda, or not the extinct, the uh, Genosha first Genosha storyline, like I said, was like two thirties. Right, right. Storm getting turned back into an adult. That's like fifty issues later. Yeah, it's a hell of a story to <laughs> like stay with. She well, she didn't it's like four years of comic books in the first genosha story she wasn't she didn't get turned into a kid until later yeah that's when they went through the siege perilous which was five six seven issues after that genosha oh, okay. storyline and then there's yeah. a whole I guess lot they kept of her that, like that for a long time because she was in what paris with gambit or was it paris i don't think I don't it was know. paris i think it was new orleans new orleans yeah because she was the yeah, thief again yeah just like her origin working for some fat guy who had mental powers i think but there's a whole bunch of wolverine I mean, X-Men basically turned into a Wolverine comic book for like six 
issues, and then he started collecting the old, the other X Men. Is that where he was on the cross in the Aborigine? Or oh, whatever? issue two fifty one. Great <laughs> issue. It's one of my favorites. And Jubilee saves him. Yeah, and that's like her well, early. That's where we first get to know Jubilee. That's where Jubilee first introduces herself to an X Men. No, because she, wasn't she in the mall? Yeah, well, she follows them back. Okay, but then she hides out in the, their little ghost town. And right. then 251 is where she's like, hello? And then she becomes Robin to his Batman. Right. For the Which was cool. Series. See, I never read those. You tell me they're cool. I and really and she know. was in, she was a, like a sub-character of uh, the Wolverine comic, which was yeah. great. Yeah, That's what I was referring to. Yeah. I mean, she does follow Wolverine around in the X-Men, but, in the X-Men, but she was definitely Robin. <laughs> we need to put like a heavy geek alert on this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, well, that could be the third storyline. I mean, it could be Genosha. Genosha would be a pretty cool storyline. It would be fairly reasonable to do. I'm going through all the other ones, like uh, they could Fall do Fall of the, the Mutants, Mutants which I, is all take place in the sewers. No, that was uh, with the Morlocks. No, that wasn't Fall of the Mutants. That was. Um, it wasn't. No, that was like the first X Men, X Factor, New Mutants, Thor multi crossover. Right. What the heck was it called? I think it was called Fall of the Mutants. It wasn't called Fall of the Mutants. <laughs> uh, Fall of the Mutants is where they fought Freedom Force in Dallas. And that's when they walked into the Siege Perilous and they died. Mutant Massacre. That's what oh, yeah. uh, Mutant Massacre. the Morlock story was okay. called. Um, you could do that, I suppose. And there's Inferno, which you probably wouldn't translate very well you to... You couldn't do Inferno. What else is there? There's... There's like all the stories that I'm not familiar with, like Age of Apocalypse and Age of Apocalypse would be it's another future story, so they I wouldn't see them doing Phalanx. another one. There was one that went through all of the annuals, which was really bad. I can't remember <laughs> what it was called. Atlantis Attacks the or fall something. Fall of Atlantis or Atlantis Attacks. Yeah, I would. The Genosha would be, I think, the best one. Yeah, you probably. can relate to that. A bunch of humans who are like this island where you got mutants that, with cool powers, like but basically mowing the lawn <laughs> and like picking stuff out right, of like right, their, right. you know. And... Would that translate well to the 60s, though? Or I guess we'll be in the, the late 60s by the time of this X Men First Class 2. Uh, so we'll probably be in the 70s by the third one. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Where does that ever fit in? I mean, I guess yeah. it would fit better in like the 50s or 40s. Because the way I envision it, I kind of envision it like um, Fallout three where it's like you've got mom and dad and the kids come downstairs and here's your lunch johnny and johnny's like thanks mom oh peanut butter and jelly without the crust my favorite while i'm off to school and he runs outside and you see it it could be like an analogy of like uh segregation but i don't Mm -hmm. think that could tie into like 60s and and 70s so you'd have like a mutant outside literally like picking stuff out of the like a stretchy man picking stuff off the roof like We'll see you later, Johnny. And Johnny like, see ya, Stretcho. <laughs> and then, you know, then that would be like that scene. But then you'd have like these mutants that are being tortured and doing crazy stuff. And then they rise up. And then somehow the X-Men are like, there's this place called Genosha. We need to. That could be a cool story. Magneto could get involved because he'd be like, oh, this is why we have to kill all the humans, Professor X. Yeah, we have to keep in mind that it's got to revolve around Professor X and Magneto's relationship, because right. that's what these seem to concentrate on. And then Professor X is like, no, they're just misguided. We need to stop them, shut them down, but then show them that we're all just people. No, Charles, don't you understand? That could be really... <laughs> all right, dear Hollywood, if you're listening, <laughs> I think we just laid out the, the Genosha storyline for you. Hmm. Yeah? 
some of the X-Men get captured, they get tortured, and they had to come they have like a, you know, come to Jesus moment. They're like there's kind of like a split where maybe Havoc's like I don't know, Professor. I'm with you, but I don't like it. You know, you get some personality splits, yeah. so it's not so happy-go-lucky. But then in the end, you know, they they, they stop the Genotians and hmm. they continue on. And then that's the end. That's a nice bookend for the series. Because, like, each movie has to get, like, kind of up the ante a little bit, right? Right. Yeah, that would, I think that could up the It's a whole island that's designed to hold back the mutants. You could have a couple Sentinels in there, too, if you really wanted to. What new characters are we talking about? For... Days of Future's Past? Well, yeah. For the Genosha storyline that we just made up. I mean, for major villains for the, besides Magneto, we have, for the second one, we have the Sentinels and whoever's behind the Sentinels. And then who would be the major villain? Could we introduce Cameron Hodge? You can introduce whoever you want to. It's Maybe we could introduce Cameron Hodge in the second movie as the financial advisor of Professor X. Mm. (laughs) Maybe. And then he secretly hates. Yeah, you. I guess if that would be cool to like try to weave together something for a third story. So you have a Cameron Hodge character who's managing the professor's money and affairs, right. and kind of acting as their lawyer for like, oh, your mutants did a kind of wreck New York again, but I I covered everything up. Nobody suspects anything. But then secretly he's like making some plans and shady phone calls intermixed with the sentinels in the future it could be he could do that i'm just trying to think major villains because like the comic books was just like the new brotherhood of evil mutants and it was the introduction of them all together and i think it's maybe the first issue where you see mystique as blue mystique prior to that you see her as kind of a, a black hair raven darkholm the mm-hmm. the f there the she works in the pentagon that's it you don't see her as blue mystique and I think it's also the first issue where uh, Nightcrawler sees her and she's, he's like, you look just like me. And then she says something like, you should talk to your mother about that. Ooh. It like opens up a whole storyline. <laughs> but like, I swear to God, uh, um, Claremont doesn't address it for like 10 years. <laughs> like it, uh, it's 100 issues go by before like that's Because he resolved. didn't know. He was just like, oh, you know, it's possible. Yeah, just put that out there. Whatever. Plant the seed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, based, I mean, you would have to use the current characters you have and you have to add a couple more. Which is tough, because we've already used up all the good ones. And you're not going to get an apocalypse in there, because he would be a story unto himself. Yeah. And if it was, it'd be like some guy, it would be like Ving Rhames, who's like, I'm Apocalypse. But he wouldn't have, like, the tubes or anything. He'd just be like Ving Rhames, I'm Apocalypse. Bam. That's true. They could go the apocalypse route for the third one, which is, they could set up, like, an X Factor in the in the second movie, where, you know, they're... They're trying to do this X Factor thing where they're like, X Factor, we'll capture mutants for you. That would be cool, but I, I think that's there's too many things that would need to be yeah. set up in order to make that happen. Yeah, it's that would be a movie onto itself. I'm surprised somebody doesn't just license that. Hmm. I don't know how it would work though with how they've kind of wrecked all of the characters. Have, but, we, you know, have mm-hmm. we seen Multiple Man yet? No, I think he was in X Three. Oh, yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think and you're he right. he was a villain. Yeah, and he was, he, he he like punched three people at the same time or something. Like that was his big hmm. thing because he separated three times and I don't remember. Who the heck is left for villains or good guys? Mr. Sinister, but he can't do that unless you're really doing something with Cyclops and Marvel Girl, I think. Uh, Sabretooth, we've already done twice. Yeah. <laughs> um... We've already got Blob. 
<laughs> worst blob. We already got Juggernaut. We, the worst Juggernaut. <laughs> God, X Men Three really wrecked. X Men Three and Wolverine really wrecked a lot of good <laughs> villains. Um, Shiar. Oh no, <laughs> that would be kind of difficult. They do a to whole do. Star Jammers. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I'm Cyclops's father. <laughs> Where's Cyclops? Uh, he's he's dead. Well, or, you know, or he it, hasn't been it, born yet. Yeah, it would be it would be Havoc's father. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who hasn't had Cyclops yet? <laughs> Arcade. <laughs> that would be a really bad movie, I think. Uh, Mojo. I would like Mojo, but I don't think that would translate well to a movie. Yeah. yeah. And really, what's the difference between Mojo and Arcade? Well, Mojo's cooler. Yes, well. Arcade's that. obnoxious. Spiral. Mojo, Mojo involves cameras. Yeah. Be this whole kind of media. Galactic movies. Yeah. Um, but really... it, it wouldn't go with the, the tone that they're setting for the. No. That first class it would, series. It would, people would be like, what? They're in space? It doesn't make any sense at all. Who's this fat guy? Why has he got so many tubes? <laughs> he always reminded me of a character out of Brazil, just because yeah. of all the tubes. And... Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, um, I can't I'd like of... to see Domino. From, Is she a villain? From X-Force. Was she a villain, though? No, she was a good guy. Hmm. Well, sure, they could bring her in there. Are you sure they haven't already? Um, they Wasn't could, she in they Wolverine? Could... Oh, maybe. I, I think I she don't... was. Really? I think. It's just like random gun girl. Well, Wolverine had so many cameos of so many random people. I mean, it had Emma Frost, and they already rewrote Emma Frost. Yeah. Um, I just had somebody. Oh, well. They could, re- they could reintroduce Nightcrawler into this. Yeah. Could be a young Nightcrawler. They should just make a Nightcrawler movie. I'd watch that. And use that same guy. What's his name? I don't remember. Oh, okay. But he would be young, so they wouldn't be able to reuse him. They'd have to use somebody else. Yeah, they kind of wrecked the Hellfire Club, which would have been a, a nice <laughs> logical choice. Uh, I'm, I mean, I, I gotta be honest, I'm kind of sick of Magneto. I wish they would stop doing stories with Magneto. They could do a Morlock story. A Morlock story would be interesting, but, I mean, the Morlocks, you need to have... I mean, they're kind of like a mini-villain, where mm-hmm. they're maybe like... Because they were kind of uh, um, introduced kidnapping Kitty Pride because right. Caliban wanted a wife or something. Then, but then they're like, oh, you, you guys aren't that bad. We'll be friends. But then Caliban becomes Apocalypse's right-hand man. A while down the line, yeah. Oh, you know, we shrink continuity. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of maybe... They could introduce, I guess, some of the new mutants. You could have Cannonball. That might be some cool effects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm all out of. I'm all out of villains. I mean, there's a lot out there, but a lot of them are just kind of dumb. Well, that's what they seem to have done with X X Men First Class. They introduced that red guy, who I don't even know who he is. The Ooh. devil guy. He looked like a devil, and he had the same powers as Nightcrawler. Oh. His name was like Zanzibar or Zangief or... Zazzle, Zazzle. or something like that. He, he may have, He's a way modern X-Men, isn't right. he? Who are the villains in X-Men First Class? Well, it was... Sebastian Shaw. Emma Frost. Emma Frost. And just random bad guys, I think, like okay. thugs. And then they were on a submarine. We haven't had a good Psylocke story yet, so she could be in there. As Betsy Braddock. Is 
Something tells me that's not going to happen. <laughs> Why not? She's got too much baggage. They could rewrite her completely. She could be the she could be the Kitty Pride character. I who suppose. transfers herself from the she could be the Rachel Summers character. But is she um is she weak Psylocke who just has telepathy or maybe is she's she both. Ninja maybe she's in the future with, with ninja knives <laughs> and in the and she's in the past with purple hair. Okay. Oh, sure. So in the past, you'd be Meek Psylocke, right. and in the future, she's Ninja Psylocke. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. I, I could get behind that. All right. Well, do you have any other predictions, thoughts, ideas you want to convey towards uh, literally just a podcast about a title of a movie? <laughs> this movie's gonna blow. <laughs> this movie's terrible already. I, I've been look. I've been ever since the first X Men came out. I was like Sentinels. I they're, they're easy to do. Just a good villain that I think every, would translate well to film, mm-hmm. uh, and I think everybody could get behind, you know? Um, so Eunice. Eunice the Untouchable. Eunice and the Vanisher. Yes. And the As Warlock. As a tag team. <laughs> and oh, yeah, the Warlock. some other horrible villains from uh, uh, the Changeling Factor 3. We could have a Factor 3 <laughs> Oh, a reunion. Factor 3 movie. Perfect. Absolutely. It would be like the longest movie ever and nothing would happen. <laughs> and finally a robot would turn into a slug and melt or something. And everybody would be like, what? Um, yeah, so we're going to do this all over again when the trailer is released. Right, which will probably be, mean there will be a teaser and a trailer to comment on. I w- yeah, we won't do both. We'll, no, just we'll one show. One for, podcast on the One show for all the trailers. trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not, we don't have that much to talk about. Um, and I think it's slated for 2013. 2013 or 14. Something like that. So uh, so it'll be a while coming. We're, we're just getting a jump on the game, everybody. So. Woot. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And until next time, the danger room is closed. <laughs>